The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show today. You know, uh, I'm out in the world, and I'm sure a lot of you are, and I'm telling you, I see brown, blue, purple, green, yellow, and yes, guess what I'm talking about? Hair color. There is every color under the rainbow uh, walking around on people's heads nowadays. Now, obviously, it might be some of our younger generation that's getting a lot more creative with hair color. Um, But it's not limited to people that are of that younger generation. I'm seeing people my age and even older wearing interesting colors and highlights in very vibrant rainbow tones. And our special guest today, Beth Minardi, is a celebrity hair colorist. And she's going to give us some insight on all of that, what looks good, what doesn't, how to be able to make your color last, how to be able to really have that luxurious hair that you wake up and love fixing, because otherwise it can be a very, very difficult thing to do. So Beth Minardi, celebrity hair colorist, is our guest today. And you know, listen, I've been coloring my hair for a long time, too. I don't know about the rest of you, but I really don't know what my natural color is anymore. Um, and I'm not any anytime soon trying to find out what that is. And I've been blonde most of my life. I did take this one venture um, when I was working for a major manufacturer and really vibrant hair colors were in at the time. So I thought, you know what, that's it. I've been a, a very light platinum that's blonde nice. for a long time. And I decided at one point, I'm going red. And I thought it was going to be kind of a soft, strawberry, blonde, punchy red. It ended up being a very deep burgundy red, which was not at all uh, good for my skin tone, good for my eyes, good for my emotional well-being. And I remember thinking, you got to get this out of my hair as fast as you possibly can. And that was my adventure in really being crazy with hair color. Otherwise, what I like is a very soft blonde that, um, you know, is toned and makes my hair look shiny and luxurious. So uh, let me introduce my guest here, Miss Beth Minardi. She's out of New York City. Um, But in our industry, in the professional beauty industry, if you've been trained by Beth Minardi, you are an expert in color. So we've got the expert here with us today. So welcome, Beth. Thanks so much, Bonnie. It is a pleasure to be with you today. And uh, I really look forward about talking about this thing I adore, and that's hair color. And, um, you know, uh, you and I have known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, during this whole career of mine, I do focus a lot on training hairdressers to become incredible colorists and to elevating salon hair color to an art form. Saying that, I know that a lot of women color their hair at home. Or a lot of men and women would like to know, gee, if I want to color my hair, should I talk to my hairdresser? Or if I'm going to pick something 
off of the shelf, what should I do? So it's very timely, and I thank you for having me as a guest. Well, you're welcome, and you know, it is, it's true. We understand that there's a lot of people that color their hair at home, and of course, we're always going to p- tie it into time and money. You know, it's, it's, they, they aren't prepared to make an appointment or be at the salon as long as they think it takes to color the hair and or they don't maybe have the money to be able to invest in a colorist to be able to color their hair in a salon. But we're going to provide some simple tips for all of our listeners and consumers and we're also going to talk in regards to those professional hair colorists and stylists to be to to encourage our listeners if you don't have a good colorist, we're going to help you find a good colorist and also the kind of questions that you want to ask. But before we get into all of that stuff, Beth, you know, you and I do know each other. We've known each other for years, but I would love for you to share a little bit more about who you are to our listeners and, you know, and, and how this whole evolution of you and beauty and hair color and everything started. Well, um, like many of the listeners out there, I am a working woman. I'm a working mom. And um, I started my life as a little girl, always loving art, and I always loved painting. Um, My aunt was an amazing painter, and she would allow us to go to her house in the summer to learn to paint. And learning composition and perspective didn't really turn me on that much, but mixing color and seeing color always affected me. Um, When I was a kid, I would really was amazed. It was almost like I was on some kind of trip or something. I would like see how blue the sky was and how beautiful the spring grass was. And and um, I love to paint pictures and, and use crayons and all that kind of stuff. And it really kind of always stuck with me. And um, so that, you know, and I think that carried me through. Even when I was in college and I, I studied theater and education, um, one of the things I loved doing most when I taught uh, preschoolers was doing things about color and art and letting them express themselves that way. So um, believe it or not, I was, I was briefly in a film uh, in Florida right when I was graduating from college. And uh, lo and behold, uh, I was fascinated with the... Um, the trailer where their hair and the makeup was done. <laughs> Just fascinating. And that kind of got me going in this incredible direction. Oh, that's exciting to hear. It's always kind of this odd transition that all of a sudden it's like, wait, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really discovered too at an early age that I, I was, I was creative. I wouldn't say I was artistic. You know, I, I really couldn't draw, paint, or do any of those type of mediums. Um, but I was very creative, and I found creativity in kind of more of the science of things, like putting uh-huh. things together. How do you do that? Uh, and I know that when I was uh, working in a salon and doing hair color, that was it for me. It was like it was like solving a mystery of how to be able to mix the perfect formula and get the results that you were looking for. It, absolutely, it's like putting together a puzzle. It yeah. is a step by. Yeah, it's fascinating. It is a wonderful art and science. Perfect. Good. All right. So you ended up going to beauty college then, right? I did. My father was furious with me because I started getting my master's degree. But um, then I was uh, fortunate enough right when I was graduating to, I was told that someone from Clairol was looking for people who had college degrees and who wanted and who had a beauty license. And that was me. I was one of those people. That was a very high expectation. Yes. And uh, I was was 22. three years old, 24 years old, and was interviewed and hired by Clairol, where I started my my career in color. 
Oh, that's exciting. So at this point now, you've owned salons. You are a major educator in the industry um, around color. And tell us what else. Give us a, give us a few more tidbits of your, your specialties. Oh, I think the joy of my life is that I color hair every day at my, when I'm not on the road, and I'm only on the road really about 20 times a year. But the rest of the time, I stand behind my chair at Studio B Hair, which is located at 132 East 61st Street here in Manhattan. And my dear friend Sam Bricado and I, with my wonderful staff, opened this wonderful little oasis. We're tucked away on a second floor with a gorgeous front window in view. And we play rock music, we, we switch the music up all day, we serve people snacks, we get them iced tea, we serve champagne and cookies and birthday cake, and uh, the clients are really great because, you know, you know, Bonnie, with hair color, people come like every six weeks, every ten weeks, every four weeks, and a lot of these people keep bumping into one another. So they get into these great conversations. Oh, I love that. And it truly is a salon, and, you know, if you look it up in the dictionary, salon means a meeting of like-minded people, and uh, so there you have it. So I still color hair, and it is my joy. In fact, when I go on a vacation, I kind of miss, I look at people and say, God, I'd love to do her roots. So, <laughs> you know, and, and I do all sorts of color, from the sublime to the fashion forward, all sorts of stuff, and right now, you know, as you see, in color, anything goes. Anything goes, yeah. But it doesn't mean it should go. That's correct. It yeah, does not. it doesn't mean it should go. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that because I know that there's you know like all of our social sites are just fired up, and I'm sure that a lot of it is kind of within the industry that you're seeing a whole lot more of this color. But I know that clients are asking for it, and I'm also seeing from a social standpoint that clients are saying, "This is what I want. Who do you know that can do that for me? Or you know, what do I buy to have that particular type of look?" And I know that that. What we understand about hair color is that there is a science behind it. So just taking a, you know, a vibrant blue or lavender type of thing and putting it on any hair color is not always going to get you those results. So I know we're going to talk about some of those details so we can help out people having a better understanding of it. So at least they're making better choices. And maybe that better choice is going to visit their hair colorist or their stylist at their salon to be able to have some of these services done. That's yeah. right. So you said you're a working mother and a working mom. So you did you uh, you have a daughter? Is she in the industry too? My daughter is a general manager of a, a really upscale boutique on Madison Avenue. She's 27, and she graduated from college with a degree in theater and in English literature. And she's uh, delightful and beautiful and funny, and I'm very proud of her. And she does not live with me. She has her own studio apartment. Nice. And, uh-huh, and her boyfriend. So I have my dear friend, Christina, who's with me all the time. I have my son, Mango, who is a orange poodle. He's a fur person. <laughs> yes. And uh, I have a special man in my life. So... Uh, that's what's keeping me busy right now. Good, good. All right. So give us a little insight. When your clients come visit, you know, Beth Minardi, um, you know, what, what's kind of like, what are some of the main go-tos that, you know, is your, is your clientele more conservative? Do you, are you covering more gray nowadays? What's kind of, or is it, or is it a genre of a lot of different stuff? I'd say I have a pretty good mix. Uh, you know, my salon is located on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, so we do have people come in who are basically of means. They're from age 14 to age 89, um, but it's really interesting. In New York, in what most people I work on have an audience, and that means their audience could be their husband, 
their significant other, their wife, their children, their office, their boss, the industry they work in. Um, and sometimes their audience is their friends or themselves. And um, so that's changed because when I first started doing this, the most important thing in hair color, which is still very important, is covering gray. The second most important thing is highlighting. But now we're having people who see um, maybe covering gray isn't as important. Maybe accenting that gray to make it look great is wonderful. Or for some people, especially not even just young people, it's putting some fun color in their hair. Uh, whether they want to try it on a long-term basis or a short-term basis. You know, when I first started, things were, remember, I remember being told, although I'm not quite that old, that like in the early 1970s and in the 60s and 50s, women would actually go to a salon to have their hair colored and go into a private room where the door was closed and no one would speak about it because, in quotes, nice girls (laughs) didn't color their hair. hair. (laughs) And it was that thing only your hairdresser knows for sure. Well, now we do it out in the open. People talk about it. People run outside to put money in the meter with the stuff in their hair. They want to walk around the salon in foil. And people actually, you know, when I was first starting in this business in New York City, people wouldn't walk up to another person and say, I love your hair color. Who did it? It was like, you wouldn't do that. But, that would be insulting. Yeah, but you should do that. You absolutely should do that. Well, that's, this, the best, that's the best way I get clients. Is absolutely. Now people say, oh my God, I love your color. Who did it? And it's just like plastic surgery. It is a topic of conversation. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Beth about all of those minute details that we might need to know. We're going to talk about great coverage. We're going to talk about blondes, reds, everything. But listen, this is an opportunity that if you guys have a question for Beth, Minardi, um, you can reach out to us. So there's three ways to do this. You can Facebook me. I've got my Facebook up right now, and that's Beauty Inside and Out Show. And you can send me a message, a private message, or log on there to a post that's on there. You can tweet me, and that would be Bonnie Bonadeo One, or you can call into the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. And we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Okay, so we have a very special guest with us today, and it's Beth Minardi. She's a celebrity colorist, and she's known for her work on celebrities. She's known for her work in the industry of being the train the trainer of all of us that have any knowledge whatsoever in color. And she's had she's done many appearances on TV for makeover programs. And, and Beth, you know what? It's true. I really do. I see a lot of your posts on Facebook. And you really are the kind of the protector of pampering color-treated hair to have it always be its best. And, you know, and that's what this show's really designed to be able to be. Beauty Inside and Out is a consumer-driven show designed to be able to educate and form and inspire consumers on all things beauty. So how does that translate for you with hair color? Well, for me, it translates into uh, respecting the fiber and what I mean hair is living fiber and once it's colored and or some people's hair is naturally thicker coarser denser it's like a pair of of denim jeans other people have fine little butterfly hair that's like a cashmere sweater and once we color hair we have to recognize that we have altered it and we have not altered it in a negative way but it is altered and so we have to pamper it and care for it it is very important. My whole thing is to elevate hair colored on art form. And, you know, when I was a kid working at Clairol, years ago, some people would come to class with this crazy, they'd say, well, you know, I colored her hair, so you know I had to beat it up. And we would look and say, um, that's not really true. Perhaps it was true in the 1940s when things, products were more uh, are harsher on the hair. But, you know, there's never been, right now, there has never been a better time in the world to color hair than right now. Oh, the technology's amazing. Oh, yeah. What what we've done in the past 10 years is amazing. And, you know, my brand, Beth Minardi, is a part of Joyco. And Joyco is a part of the incredible Shiseido group, which the science is amazing. And what we're able to do as we color the hair, in my brand, we actually are conditioning the hair as we color it, the conditioner is in the color. And that whole company just completely embraces, Joyco embraces as do other companies, look, we've got to help people have beautiful hair and it's beautifully conditioned. Sadly, some salons and some people who carry color their hair at home stop thinking about, maybe I should think twice before I go into that hot tub and then fall asleep and leave the chlorine in my hair. Maybe it's no longer the greatest thing to use a botifying shampoo and not condition it because I want it to be fluffy. Maybe the best um, sham- conditioner is no longer mayonnaise. Um, which people think is funny and cute. But there are so many great things to use now, and that's what's so important. And even if a person is thinking about color, they might want to have a conversation with the person who's cutting their hair about a consultation, or I always call it the pre-color interview of, hey, I was thinking, maybe my hair is getting a little too gray. What do you think? Or can I make it prettier? Or mm, I thought about, I saw somebody with highlights. And, you know, it's so funny. You and Bonnie, you and I were talking the other day. Um, years ago, when I was a kid and in college and everything, or even in my 20s and 30s, I'd get a magazine and models would be on the cover. 
and you don't, and Gene Shrimpton when I was a kid, Twiggy when I was like in the ninth grade, all these famous, Wilhelmina, all these gorgeous models, uh, Naomi Campbell, whatever. Now, on the cover of magazines, you don't see a model anymore. Mm-hmm. You see celebrities. So now, celebrities have become almost the new gods. And most of my clients, whether they're 18 or 45, will bring in a picture of a celebrity, and they want celebrity hair color. It is true. Yeah, there isn't really models on covers anymore. They're all oh. celebrities. And, you know, and that is. And so, I think for the most part, and let me know if you agree on this, that anybody in our industry as a, as a professional uh, provider, we like pictures coming in because at least it gives us tone, shade, dimension, you know, all of those things to be able to guide us in, in that consultation with those clients. Absolutely. We love pictures. And it's funny, but please bring a picture that's in color. I had a woman <laughs> bring me one in black and white and I said, uh, are you aware this is black and white? And she said, yeah, but you'll know the tone. And <laughs> no, I really didn't, but that, that only happened a couple times in my life. Uh, but uh, pictures are wonderful, and also time. You know, with my clients, um, a new client, the first 10 or 15 minutes of the appointment, I don't stand up. I sit down next to them. I look at them. Mm-hmm. I get them something to a beverage, and I talk to them about their life, what they do, what they expect, how often they can visit, what they plan to spend, what's comfortable, what's not. How they, do they ever blow their hair dry, or do they wear it curly, or do they wear it straight? What are they looking for? And you know, and also, you know, what are their what are their thoughts on the way? How do they feel about themselves? Some people come in and they really feel very sad about themselves, mm-hmm. and they they want help and they need some support. Other people feel pretty good and they're more open to change. So, you know, what we're what we do is I think it's fascinating. And you know, I love makeup. I love uh, the whole the whole beauty thing, the skincare, the makeup, the whole thing. And really, hair color is the makeup you just don't take off. It's right. the frame. It's the frame to the picture. It is the wearable art to some degree, and the wearable beauty for sure. Yeah. Okay. So I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of take this on a little bit of a different side note here. Tell me what drives you batty when you see what what kind of bad hair color is it that would just drive you to want to run up to them and and give them your card or something. Well, I see a lot of <laughs> I see some poorly executed hair color where uh, the hair is has not been colored beautifully, and I mean professionally or nicely. And I see that what really drives me patty, batty is to see a person whose hair is ready to fall off. Mm. They, they, you know, they'll go to a salon sometimes or they'll, they think that if their hair was made blonde and then they dyed it black, and, and if somebody says, do you have bleached hair? Do you have blonde hair? They'll say that because their hair is now black, they don't think it's bleached hair anymore. That hair has a history. So what drives me batty is poorly conditioned hair and hair that, this is very controversial, but I believe there are a number of colors that are right for a person and some colors that are not as easy for them to wear. Uh, as you said, you expected to be that peachy, gorgeous, light red, and you turned out burgundy and you realized it was really, oh, you looked like, was, probably looked like hell. And, oh, it was and by awful. The, way, the, the more makeup a person wears and the more professionally lit they are, they can get away with anything. And there are some people who say, I don't care what anybody else says. I want black hair or I want blonde hair or I want super red hair or I want green hair. And that is their prerogative. That is their, that is their right. But then they have to say, okay, then who is their audience? Mm. Uh, I had a young woman the other day, a very pretty redhead we do, and uh, she's a banker and very well-known. 
and she wanted us to weave some big, big, bright pink streaks in her hair. And she's young and pretty. She could, you know, she can wear anything she wants. She's got gorgeous long bob. And I said, I just want to know, why do you want to do that today? We're happy to do it. And we did it. She said, and it was interesting what she said. She said, because I want to go to work and I just want everybody to leave me alone. <laughs> now that's different. <laughs> and then there are some people who say, I have women who are in their mid-60s who say, you know what? I remember the punk period of yes, time. Yes, true. I remember punk. And you know what I've just, when I was, and I was working and I couldn't do it. Can I, I'm a brunette, but can you give me one blue streak on the side? I just want to try it. I want to let my freak flag fly. I'm going to have fun. <laughs> I said, sure, let's go ahead and do it. So, but, but we're also very sure when we do that, we condition it. We tell her how to care for her hair and we give her options because a lot of them will say, what do I do when I'm tired of this? Or what do I do if I want more? Or what can I do if whoever I'm with, uh, if I'm uncomfortable, what can I do? Or if I really like it, what are other options? So we're dealing now with a broader range of people. Yeah, yeah. Is when people uh, on social media post a picture of something that really was not the be- not that it wasn't a pretty color, but that it wasn't executed beautifully. And execution, do you know, Bonnie, even if we're making somebody a soft brunette, a beautiful auburn, a gorgeous, beautiful, uh, like Taylor Swift tan color, or if we're going to make them bright blue all over, there's doing it technically well and technically a mess. Right. Well, let's talk about some of that here because I want to be able to make sure we get to that in this segment here. So... You know, blondes. Let's just start with blondes because it's it's close to my heart here. I I live in a Phoenix. I live in a very dry environment, so obviously I've got heat. I've got no humidity. Um, so the condition of my hair is really important to me because I don't want it to look dried out and straw-like in a sense. Um, but I do kind of. It seems like I can't consistently get. You know, even if I use the same color and the same developer and leave it on the same exact time, it seems like I still get a lot of variables in there. What could be causing some of those, you know, I didn't get as light or I have a little bit more gold in it or there's, you know, a little bit more of a a band? Well, you know, blonde hair is is a beautiful art. And it's, um, I will say, the, the most beautiful blondes are done in a beauty salon. Now, I met a woman this morning at my eye doctor's who does it herself, and I have to tell you, her hair looks terrific, but she's very careful, and she knows to apply a conditioner to the ends of the hair when she's got the color on the root, and she knows to retouch her hair every three weeks. Three weeks. In a, in a okay. blonde. The shorter the root, the better the blonde. Ah. When, you, when you go five, six, seven weeks, you get, no matter how good somebody is, and the application, you are going to have the hair further away from the scalp will not develop as light as the hair that just came out of the scalp, and you'll get banding in the hair. Also, just because a formula was good the last time doesn't mean it's the best this time. Hair changes and evolves. So maybe we used a beautiful, balanced blonde at level 8 the last time, and she went away, and her hair faded, and uh, we need to glaze or condition her hair differently today because of what she's been through. And the hair lives too. The hair goes for a ride in that convertible. The hair goes in the shower and doesn't get conditioned. The hair goes right. under stress. The hair goes into a place where there's a lot of smoke. The hair goes on a plane every week to go do <laughs> other business. It. Yeah, so there's, yes. so there's you know, part of my demise. But I loved what you said because I think this is really critical is, you know, blonde is a commitment, 
Uh, it's yes, a lovely yes. commitment. It's a very fun commitment, and uh, I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm hip on that. But every three weeks, I think that's really critical. Like I need to set my calendar to making sure that I'm being consistent to less regrowth and more consistent, you know, application. So I'm not getting all of that gold and brassy. Of course, I I do go have it done in the salon. Um, but I, if I'm traveling and I'm inconsistent with my schedule, then what happens is four weeks can go by, five weeks can go by. So I love I love that tip for blondes. All right, let's talk about gray hair. Okay, but, but before I do, I have to just say to this, if you can't get in all the time for blonde, the best blonde to be is a highlighted blonde. Yeah. Not an all-over blonde. That's okay, true. Well, you know what, so, but you know what, let's take a break real quick here because I want to be able to kind of get into all of this good juicy into the next topic here. So, um, but that's a really good point. So, and and majority of it, that's what it is, highlighted blonde. So, highlighted. all right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about gray hair. We're going to talk about red hair. We're going to talk about some tips and tricks and some Ask Beth. And I did see a question come up here on my Facebook, so I definitely want to ask you about that. And uh, so if anybody wants to call in, it's a, the, you can call us at 866-472-5788. Tweet me, Bonnie Bonadio one Facebook, Bonnie, or sorry, Beauty Inside and Out Show. All right, we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Be part of the inner revolution sweeping the planet. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio with Beth Green on the Voice America Variety Channel. And now, also enjoy Beth's channel, Inner Revolutionary TV, on voiceamerica.tv. See inspiring videos about our guests and the inner revolution. Hear commentaries that will help clarify our time. And watch interviews of people who will matter to you. Think outside the box. Watch Inner Revolutionary TV on voiceamerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I have my guest here, Beth Minardi. She is a celebrity hair colorist and one of the best, and she's trained many, many people in the professional industry how to be able to do the best color. And we've, at this point, we've talked about blondes. We've talked about, you know, how hair is a, a fiber and respecting it and also that keeping the hair in good condition. And, and you know, Beth, it, it's not that hard to have hair in good condition. So, 
you know, that's a first step for people is if you have healthy hair, then you're going to have luxurious, shiny, great color type of thing. Um, and I know at this point we want to be able to talk about gray coverage because it is a big topic right now because there's so many of us that are in this baby boomer era here. And then uh, reds, how to be able to kind of get the most vibrant, long-lasting reds ever. So do you want to start with gray? I love it. Let's, Let's start, start with, with gray. gray. Okay. You know, they say that... Um, 84% of the women in this country over 40 are covering, cover, coloring their hair, and that, of course, many of them are looking for ways to minimize or to cover gray. And, you know, um, year, when hair color was invented in the 1918, 1920, and the people in America who were visiting France, the husband looked around and said they were wealthy people, and he said, how come the women walking here in Paris look so much younger than the women in America? And the answer was hair color because mm. people were covering their gray and it wasn't yet available in America and two years later it was. So, you know, for sadly, um, gray hair can be, and I love beautiful silver hair. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. I do a lot, I oh, enhance, yeah. But I enhance a lot of it by adding some more pepper or some more salt and putting some wonderful platinum and gray tones in it. But remember this. Um, Gray hair usually doesn't, as it grays, some people get this gorgeous silver white, and other most people don't. Some people get it coming in evenly, beautifully throughout. Most people don't. Um, gray hair, really, there are men and women who say, look, I'm in the workplace. I work and I compete with people who are younger. I don't care if it's gray, but I want it minimized. Or they'll say, I, I just want to be the brunette. I remember the redhead and the yeah. What's interesting and what's happened in the past 20 years is the invention of something we use in salons, and I'm so proud of it, I have it in my line, is demi-permanent color, which means that if I put medium blonde (coughs) demi-permanent color on your salt and pepper hair, your brown hair will stay the same color, your gray hair will turn medium blonde, and you will look like you've had $300 worth of highlights. Oh, I love that. And you know what? That's funny that you just answered that question because that was the question that came up on Facebook was what, you know, what do you do for a level eight in order to kind of get that honey blonde on gray hair? Well, then I would use a golden blonde mixed with a little bit of a honey orange. Don't scare yourself with the world orange. Your salon can do it in demi-permanent color. And demi-permanent will... It, it has no ability to lighten the hair. It can only tone or deepen or match the hair. Okay. And then I think that would be just terrific. So demi-permanent, it's not permanent, so it's not altering the hair by lifting. But it, it does. Doesn't, it doesn't lift. But, but it, it does, does deposit. It alters by deposit. Okay, right. great, good. So that's how we can define it. So how is that different from semi-permanent hair color that, the, that our listeners might be familiar with? Well, the semi-permanent color is really kind of off the market now. Some companies call a demi-permanent they're selling a long-lasting semi-permanent. But when a consumer buys color at the drugstore or at the mass marketer uh, and they're mixing two things together, a developer means it's a demi. And if it's semi-permanent, semi-permanent really coats the hair's cuticle and cortex and washes out after six to ten shampoos. A demi-permanent stays put. Okay, gotcha. Now, example, you know, Bonnie, and I don't mention this, but you and I are good friends. I have a lot of gray hair, but don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't. I won't. I won't. And I cover my gray with my a beautiful chestnut demi-permanent color. It covers my gray 100%. And then a couple times a year, I throw in a beautiful little zigzag of highlights, and I glaze them with an auburn, so I look like I have auburnish threads in my chestnut brown hair. And you see, 
look what I've done. Now, permanent color is wonderful, but permanent color lifts as well as deposits and is a little more alkaline than a demi-permanent color. And that's why a woman who's a blonde, who's covering gray, if she waits too many weeks in between, she'll get that band because of the permanent dye. Right. So permanent, permanent dye is still great stuff. <clears throat> but I would ask them to talk to their salon. And even at the drugstore now, demi-permanent color is for sale. Okay, good. So gray hair and demi-permanent are a more compatible match here. In my view, and yes. then And then, like you said, you kind of throw in a couple highlights every now and then and create a glazed effect to add to it, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, if a woman has black or dark, dark brown hair and, wants to, and gray and wants to be a redhead, she cannot do that with demi because only the gray hair will turn red. The rest of the hair will stay dark. So she would have to use permanent dye to make the dark brown hair or black hair turn red. But... The demi-permanent options have allowed us to open up a whole new world of beauty. Yeah. Now, this has always been kind of the, you know, we knew this going into beauty school and having an understand of it, that color doesn't lift color. Is that still the case with all this new technology with color? It lifts color. We just don't know how much. Example, if somebody has dark, dark brown dye in their hair and you and somebody puts blonde on it, a uh, blonde color, a blonde permanent dye, it'll lighten that brown hair a little bit, but we have no way of knowing how much. Okay. That has to do that has to do with the density, the coarseness, the texture of the hair, and there's no way to predict that. And so this is this so this really is where the professional comes in and can be able to assist that because if you have a strand of hair that's say six to eight inches long, some of it's coming from the scalp, some of it is still kind of new growth that might not be as affected or as dense with the color. Then right. you've got a mid shaft and then you have ends and all of those are going to be variables based on lifting and depositing color. Yes, and sometimes in order to lighten the, that hair shaft that has been colored this and that and that and this, we have to apply a lightener, uh, not a dye remover, I don't believe in those, in a lightener, and there are several incredible ones on the market now uh, to take out some of that color. It doesn't have to be bleached to blonde, but we have to make it a lighter brown or a red brown in order to do our work. Yeah. And and one more thing on gray, too. I think that there's – here's one of the things that I've noticed with some of my friends. And they were kind of a, a nice medium brown. They would do some highlights in it occasionally. Uh, a couple of them really went down that ombre um, two-toned look. Um, and it and it was and it suited them very well. But now that they have a higher percentage of gray, they're going really blonde, and it's it, and they're asking me like, you know, how does it look? And I said, it doesn't look like you, but are but do you feel like it looks like you? Um, well, here's well here's the thing. If she likes it, yeah, she like, yeah, yeah. But I would say this. You know, let's take take a look. You know, we, we used to be told in a long time ago, as a woman goes gets older, she should go blonde. That is wrong. Let's take a look at one of the most beautiful women who ever lived, Elizabeth Taylor. Now, someone tried to make her red and then blonde, uh, and when she got real old, she wore that white wig in that diamonds commercial, and she was so made up and so beautiful, it was fine. But when Elizabeth Taylor was in her 50s and tried to go blonde, it just washed her out. I also will tell you, even though she's gorgeous, I love Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. She's so gorgeous, she can be anything. I think she's a prettier redhead than she is a blonde now that's just me and she's True. a knockout take a look at sandra bullock when she was in that movie about the football player the blind side yes she, okay that's a beautiful brunette lady she can wear wonderful highlights blonde but when she was all over blonde they really had to make her up a lot she looked great i didn't say she, she pulled it, it off wasn't, it wasn't her best yeah i would say as we get your friends who had gray and got balayage they like that 
if they would first have their salon or if they would first blend their gray with a demi-permanent and then do the beautiful balayage and highlight the ends, it would look really great. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And, you know, another one is Kim Kardashian. It's like she just don't, she just doesn't need to go blonde again. No it's, comment. She is, <laughs> she, I think she really is a beautiful brunette. The girl's a knockout. Her face is gorgeous. She's a beautiful brunette. I would tell you that people who think that she goes blonde and then goes back to brunette and then goes blonde again, don't, we must realize that many of the celebrities we see are, they are, they have those gorgeous shots of blonde or green or blue in their hair because they have extensions woven in their hair. Yes, true. So the extensions are the fashion color. They look terrific. If they're bored or they have a job in two weeks, they can have them removed or they, you know, have the hair bleached in certain pieces and they put the fashion tone in. There are many things available today. Nothing's wrong or right, but there's good, better, and best. And what we have, people who think you can be a chameleon and be green one week, black the next week, and blonde the next, uh, that's not really true because the hair can only take so much. Yeah, it's, it is very true. So, so I want to be able to get to this part where we're going to talk about redheads. And then let's talk about some of these fantasy colors. And Because, you know, some people think, oh, well, it's kind of a wash-in color. But if the hair is pre-lightened, it's, it's really going to be, um, you know, it's going to be there. And then what are some corrective measures? But let's talk about redheads because we, we, I think we all know that, you know, keeping a good solid red for an extended period of time, what are the tricks to keep a good red? Yeah, and I, I, I'm a redhead myself, and I've done Julianne Moore's hair, and I've done Renee Russo for the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, I love and that I, look. I, yeah, and I just have to, red is spectacular. But red has to be, there are cool reds and there are warm reds. And when I teach hair color, as I'm teaching 400 people in Danbury, Connecticut this week, and in San Jose next week, and in North Carolina the next week, I talk about cool skin tones, cooler reds. Warm skin tones, warmer reds. Now, the more beautiful a woman is and the more perfect her skin is, the more she can get away with. But reds can be beautiful, especially on women who are going very gray because we have new, I offer in my brand, wonderful red shades for predominantly uh, gray hair. And we teach people how to correctly mix so that the hair doesn't turn out pink or like Ronald McDonald or like really zoom zoom but lovely and brilliant. Redheads need to be conditioned regularly, and when I retouch their hair, I never bring the root formula down the ends. I use an acidic glazing solution, and Beth Minardi uh, demi-liquid colors are wonderful, and there's some other great liquid brands out there as well. These are acidic demi-colors, and they keep the hair... You know, if red hair gets very porous or in bad shape, it either turns brown or purple. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So you've seen women with beautiful red hair, and then the mids and the ends are brownish or dull, and that's because the colorist or at home they're bringing the color through those porous ends. There are wonderful color-bearing conditioners out there now in reds, blondes, violets, and all colors that a woman can use after every third or fourth shampoo to keep that hair from fading. And you know, if they're going to go to a chlorine pool. Um, I have something that in my brand, my pre-wash therapy, you put it in the hair before you go swimming and it coats the hair and protects it. When you get out of the pool, rinse it immediately or as quickly as you can with either a bottle of cheap club soda or at the shower at the pool and make sure you wash your hair at night if you've been, you know, um, 
at a chlorine situation because chlorine is not any hair color's friend, but it'll really dull red hair. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So what are some of the trends that you're seeing right now? I mean, is there any particular color that's kind of like everybody's getting all excited about and wanting to trans transition into? Well, of course, you know, the, the fantasy colors are going to be with us and people love them. But I'd say a real trend that, that people are talking about now is the beautiful Taylor Swift. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift's tan blonde hair is absolutely gorgeous. There's a trend also toward the Gwen Stefani and Christina Aguilera with super, super pastel blondes, which are high-maintenance blondes. There's also the love of Christ, uh, Sofia Vergara and J-Lo, who lighten their brown hair to a darkest blonde or lightest brownette, and then that's highlighted. That's not just dumped on hair color. Those two women are truly, I think, iconic. Uh, Katy Perry's always fun with her bright and different looks, but, you know, that hair is really, really cared for. Um, You know, and of course, believe it or not, and it's still the thing, I think it's historic that the the picture people bring in most often happens to be the picture of... um, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yes, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, because she has that honey, dark blonde, light brown that, you know, so many of us fall in between that. We want to be blonde, but we don't want to be really blonde. But we yeah. don't want to be that rich brunette. Yeah. And well, you know, her hair is is very artistically highlighted and low-lighted and glazed. And I do this on my clients all the time. At our salon, Studio B here in New York, New York that is a look that people who are 16 or 65 want. I mm-hmm. mean, it's truly, it's very, very wearable. And it doesn't, believe me, the upkeep is not huge. That's a much less upkeep than somebody who wants to be Christina Aguilera's look. That has to be, hair has to be done every two or three weeks. Or even Gwen Stefani, you know, like, oh, like Gwen. she, oh, honey. she does the most funny. amazing things to her hair. And it doesn't, it looks, it, it, uh, it's shocking. I, I always like, look at her hair today. Ah. Yeah, well, I would I would venture to guess she also has some help with some hair pieces. Oh yes, and, yeah. But but her hair is beautifully groomed and beautifully styled and in great condition. I tell clients you must condition the hair every time you wash it. If you think the conditioner makes you too greasy, you are using the wrong conditioner. Yes, true. Because it shouldn't it shouldn't feel heavy. Um, and and nowadays, again, you know, not just hair color and the technology that's attached to it, but the products are are advanced. They're not just topical cleansers and and softeners. They really do have ingredients in there to be able to repair and strengthen hair. So pe- there should be no excuse why people have bad conditioned hair nowadays. There should be no excuse. No Absolutely. excuse at all. Good. Okay. So we've we've talked about grays. We've talked about reds. We've talked about some of the trends. Can you help us out here? Because I know that this was this was what came up in my leadership program um, over the weekend. So one of the salon owners was in my class, and she was having to do kind of what would you what you would consider to be one of the difficult conversations with a stylist who was having a lot of redos coming in, uh-huh. and the clients were just not happy with the results. Well, what was happening was, you know, when we when we got through the the conversation and being able to how to ask the questions to uncover what could be the problem, not just with the client, but then also with the stylist. Um, it was that they went from foil techniques to balayage. Now, we assume a lot of times that our clients know what balayage means. So give us kind of the insight between highlighting services, balayage services, and help us define that for our listeners. What's the difference? And who are the people that should be asking for it and um, loving the results? 
Well, balayage is the French term to sweep. And uh, it is, if some people are under the false impression that balayage is a quick, fun way to paint it in and just leave it in for minutes and use high volume developer and take it out. No. Balayage is an art. I do something called American balayage where I use 14-inch long unfolded foils and the woman looks like a uh, robotic bride when I'm finished. Um, balayage, you know, if, it's, it, it, if, if somebody has super curly hair, uh, that hair should be ironed first, not to style it, but to make it smooth so that you can pick up the hair correctly. Balayage is lovely, especially for some accent pieces in the front. And it is truly an art. And I, as I mentioned to you before, I mean, the best balayage person in America is my friend Nancy Braun, who has a salon called Balayage in uh, Beverly Hills. There are hundreds of other people who are very, very good at it. Um, but it is a different technique. It is You can get the same results in balayage and foil if the person who using foil, I would say this young lady did not communicate that her version of balayage is a softer, off-the-root, not-too-close-to-the-scalp painting of the hair that's very natural like some kid, a lovely young kid's been in the sun. The, a lot of women, most women who are paying for highlights love the floaty balayage look, but around their face and around the top of their head, they want that right down that to the was scalp. It. That was it. That's they, it. The, the scalp line, so the hairline and the scalp line, um, appeared to not have color. Well, that's because it appeared that the balayage was only applied to the shaft and ends. Therefore, it, there's a way in balayage to correctly bring that stroking of the color down to the root. So th- I think this young colorist or whatever, if, if she's 50, 72, or 18, does not understand that balayage or was not instructed that balayage can come down right around their face, Bonnie, even if I do a very ombre look where the colors, the light's always on the ends, right there in that widow's peak, those women want to see a couple highlights down to the wood. And they want to see it. And if they don't see it, they think they didn't pay. They'll go, I look like I have roots. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, I got balayaged once and I said the very same thing. I'm like, I don't like it. It's too blendy, blendy. Lighten it up. (laughs) Balayage doesn't have to be blendy, blendy. It wasn't timed correctly or the right product wasn't yeah. used. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it was a beautiful color. Like, it was probably one of the softest colors I'd had in a while, but I still felt like I needed a little punch around my face and along my along my hairline a little bit. Yeah. Well, with any with any kind of highlighting, most people are doing it for the word you said, a little punch. I highlight my hair because I love the punch in it. Yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. So that kind of helps. I hope that helped everybody to understand balayage. And what are some other techniques that you're doing in the salon that maybe the, the consumer themselves really don't understand what what it means based on how we're sharing it? You know, balayage, ombres. What else is popular right now? I've heard sombre and I've heard sombre, baby lights. Color melting. Color yeah. melting. It's yeah. Darker, darker at the root, a little lighter mid shaft and lightest on the ends. Again, a lovely trend. But for those who think young or for those who are young, if somebody's looking for real pop, color melting, unless they do blue at the scalp, green in the center, and yellow on the ends, now that gives you a lot of pop. Yeah. Um, there are many different ways. 
at Studio B in New York, most of our color is dimensional. That means a woman can come in or a gentleman can come in for a single process color, but a couple times a year, they're getting some pop in their hair, either some low lights, which are deeper pieces, or some highlights, which are lighter pieces. We, I have always, and I've been doing hair on 61st Street in, in New York City for almost 30 years. Most people want to see pop. I have a thing which I call back-to-back or foil-to-foil. It's not one big chunk, which would make a mess. It's like 15 uh, pieces back-to-back to make that very overt one piece in the hair. And we can make it a different shade of brown, a different shade of red, a blonde, a, a very pastel blonde. We can make it a, a fantasy tone, but it's that one accent piece that people do like. That seems to be a big trend. And also accenting the nape. Um, Mm, What we'll do is a brunette, but underneath, when they twist their hair up in a ponytail, the underneath might be a caramel shade or a tan shade or a brilliant uh, uh, coral shade. Or it might be, you know, for somebody who wants a real fantasy, it might be teal. But still, it's that underneath. So when they're wearing their long hair and they're walking down the street, nobody sees that. But when the wind blows or they twist their hair up, aha, there is an accent at the nape of the neck. And that's great. And for I men, love that, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. And for men, we are painting a lot of lowlights or charcoal pieces into their silver hair to make it look like there's more pepper in the salt. Remember this. The reason Sean Connery as a man looks great with silver hair, aside from the fact that he was a good-looking guy, uh-huh, yes. is that this, it, and our friend Michael Douglas, the hair is gray. The eyebrows are not. Oh, I love that. Okay. So we got, take we have Richard, Richard Gere. That silver hair. Woo! Yeah. But his eyebrows aren't gray. Right. Yeah, because that will age him. So it's, but it frames the face. Right. For women who want silver hair, I silverize the hair, but I make them, well, I ask them in a strong way to color their eyebrows. Got it. Well, uh, Beth, please tell us because, okay, so at this point you have your own color line and that's called Beth Minardi Color and support products that go with it. So, and you're sold in many salons around here. So is there a way that our listeners can find salons that have your color line? Because I'm assuming if they can find salons that have your color line, it means they've been trained by you and they've got to be some of the best colorists out there. Yes, they're certified Beth Minardi. So here's what you can do. If a woman, first of all, anybody can email me. My email is bethminardi, my name, at gmail.com. And if they email me their city and state, I will find somebody. Or they can do what Joyco has so graciously extended. I have a website called www.minardicolor.com. And when you go there, you can push a button called Locator. And Locator will tell you all the salons in the country that are certified in my color. Now, there are even more out there. If you can't find one from the WWW Minardi color, if you contact me, I'll help you. I have trained, I've, I've trained thousands of colorists every year, and about 10,000 salons carry at least part of my line. So I'm delighted about that. Perfect. And, uh, Great. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to post that up on all of my social sites as well in case you didn't have a chance to write that down or you might be driving listening to us. And so you'll be able to find that. But ask Beth or go to Beth's Salon Locator and it'll be able to find you that. So, Beth, thank you so much for being with us today. I know there's so much more we want to talk about, so I'm going to invite oh, yeah. you back on for sure, okay? You know, Bonnie, I'd love it. And remember, I tell colorists, if I can do it, 
you can do it. And hair color is the greatest. There's never been a better time to do it. So thank you for helping or asking me to be on. And I hope we've given some good information to your wonderful listeners. Absolutely. Good. Well, thank you so much, Beth, for being here. You know what? We've got more to talk about. And we've got some good celebrity stylists, celebrity uh, opportunities with people in this beauty industry that are really, really, really the experts in this field that we're going to have on the show over the course of the month. But I just wanted to recap a couple shows that we did previously. Um, so we talked about Beauty Changes Lives, which is a scholarship program for people that are interested in, in getting into the beauty industry. So if you go to beautychangeslives.org, there's still some scholarship opportunities left. And then two weeks ago, we had Joanne Lai on there, and she offered a very, very uh, great savings on eyelashes, the mink eyelashes. And you can get that special at LashMe40. So thanks for being with us today. Again, you can find me at Beauty Inside and Out Show on Facebook, Bonnie Bonadeo one Twitter, or email me, bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.